Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Good Morning Amigo. Good morning, amigo. And happy Friday to you, sunshine. The second day of October, 2000, and let's get the hell out of this year. Please, make it go away. Let's take the year and go, let's go fly a kite up to the highest height. That's where I want to fly 2000 in this stinking year. That being said, the Heat play game two of the NBA Finals tonight. Good morning to all. Happy Friday to all. You're listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yeah, buddy. Yep. Be with you till 11 o'clock in the morning bringing you Friday stuff. Sports stuff. Amigo alongside Frank the Tank Fernandez, Young Yendi, Alvarez as well. And we will get to sports. That's what we do around here. Good morning, folks. Morning. But. Morning. Frank, I don't mean to throw you a curveball, but my understanding is we have breaking news. Shocking news. Breaking news. If you have not woken up to the news, have not heard it already, uh, while we slept, while we were memes, the White House has announced that both President Donald Trump and the First Lady Melania Trump have tested positive for COVID. I wish them a speedy recovery. As do I. I wish the Trumps all the best throughout this. And uh, I not only hope for a speedy recovery, but for literally no true interruption of any function over the next 30 days. Comes from China. Yep. And they made it right on his lap at 1600, baby. That sucks. I feel bad. I know he's older, so everybody can make a whole bunch of jokes if they want. That's the wrong person to get it. Correct. Uh, I don't care how much he tells me he's in great health. That is the wrong age group to get it. Wrong timing. Too. Wrong timing. A lot of people think this is contrived and not true. Mm. Whatever. I have a bone to pick with that, but that's a different day. But that's another. It, Right now, the show is wishing him the best, the very best, and speediest recoveries yeah, from President President Donald Trump. See that, Frank? That's the... well Are done. you astonished? That may be the most positive thing I've ever said about him, other than laugh with him. Yes, agreed. I'm actually very proud of you. Well, because the view here is completely satirical. Everything about the scope of politics I make fun of, from old lady Pelosi to to Orangina. As right? we should. Socialist Sanders. You know, I have all my nicknames for these guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's the whole point of us being here. And then instead of Jolting Joe, I call him Jolted Joe because he looks like he got hit by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I wanted to earn it early. <laughs> I was looking for first segment oh, whistle oh, and I got it. Good. Oh, really good. good, man. It's amazing. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> Frank, you've seen me at home when I just get quiet and look like I'm in a vegetative state. Yes. This is what's going on in my brain. Oh, my goodness. I am not well. I'm a human being that is not well. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. And these things come in my mind. I go, oh, let me see if I get to that tomorrow. And sometimes I'm at, it ruins it, and it ruins its, pro, its, its I guess what do we call it that, its, its organic nature and its fluidity. Correct. If I write it down and go, look, I go, okay, I got to say this. That doesn't work this way. So I just have to remember and say, look, I have a thought. 
and it'll pop up, and I'll get to say it. And since we rarely talk politics, I saw it coming a mile away, so I got it right. It's funny. I don't think you've ever heard me call her old lady Pelosi, though. That one's good. Yeah. I haven't ever heard that. Yeah, That's good for me. Because for does she not look like everybody's grandmother? Seriously. And at times talks like everybody's grandmother. What's funny is everybody has a grandma. All right, grandma, enough. And this lady's like second in charge in this country. La pobre, no está bien. You know, and, and uh, I, yeah, I know. I, I, my grandmother was like that as well. Yes, ya abuela. Ya abuela, coño. I was gonna say that, but I didn't want to. But ya yeah, abuela. And then right now is my mother-in-law. Okay, ya, we está bien. You're like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And then there she is. Esta vaina, you know what? Okay, that was okay, vieja, tranquila, yeah. My mom is slowly transitioning into that. Oh, they have mom, oh yeah, mom, usually get aggravated with grandma. My 87-year-old mom is there, and, and boy, is she there. It's tough. What are you going to do? No, yeah. So I, I don't take any of this stuff seriously. You know what I mean? So if I don't take the scope of stuff in this country seriously that, that a lot of people do, and don't get me wrong, I quietly do. You know Frank. Frank, you remember how I reacted days before they shut us down, that I kept looking at you. Remember, I was the one that didn't think much of right. COVID-19. But what did I tell you? And I would curse when I'd say it. I got grumpy that week before they shut down because my instincts were telling me something wicked this way come. It's funny. I had the same feeling. And he kept, he goes, what's wrong with you? And, and I would tell him, I go, bro, the economy's crashing. I go, this is a problem, bro. We're not going to snap out of this. I don't know if this thing's real or not. I go, but look what's going on. And I yeah. was like, just not myself. And it, I've always attributed that to like military training because there's like a, there's always an aura of, of, of chaos when that's coming around. And military men and women have a sixth sense for that. It's really weird. And I just, I became uncomfortable. Gosh, I, want, I don't even want to say days. Literally, as we entered March, I just, I was like, this is not good. This is not, we, it, we had it as a topic in our roundtables here with the kids for weeks before it actually made what happened happen. So I have always and forever in a day done that. And if I'm not going to take that stuff as seriously as most people do, then let me explain to you why at the end of the day I've gotten to a point with sports that I don't take it seriously anymore. So here's what I don't get, Frank. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be really candid and a little long-winded about this because today's the day we don't have the students. Mm -hmm. So I love this because we get to have conversations, which means I get to talk, you get to listen. Um, I'm a little pissed off at what I see going on, not just in social media, but amongst friends. Um, what the hell happened to Laker fans? What do you mean, what happened? Like, when did they become such assholes? Oh, yeah, I, I, I have to, I'd have when to. When the hell did they you. become yeah. such idiots? What happened? Bro? Well, it's not what happened, it's just it's an array of ass munches that are now Lakers sweep, heat suck, you guys are bandwagon fans. You'll say, like, okay, I got it. You know, I understand that the smack, like, this isn't smack talking. This is acrimony at its finest. Mm -hmm. And then the irony and the hypocrisy, because a lot of times irony is hypocrisy and we don't want to identify it that way. The irony slash hypocrisy of all this is many of these Laker fans are the same Laker fans that wrote to the hills and said, I ride with my cowboy and my cowboy is Kobe with a K. 
We don't need to make a super team to win, even though every time they've won, they've had a bunch of Hall of Famers on their team. Mm -hmm. Every single time. Say, say it's not so Chamberlain, Jerry West, and the gang, right? Yep. They, weren't, they weren't a bunch of Hall of Famers on that 60s, late 60s, early 70s uh, Laker team. They weren't. Then you got Never. the Showtime Lakers. Never. Then you had the Showtime Lakers. They weren't a bunch of Hall of Famers on the court. No, Never. no, no, none. Never. And then the ones that won back-to-back-to-back... Like Shaq and Kobe. No, never. Robert Ory, no. Never. Never. Hall of Famer. Oh, no. Never. Please. Come on. So there's a little bit, like, I'm pissed off at them because I remember the 2010 Laker fans bitching, moaning, complaining, and many of them hating LeBron when LeBron goes, I'm taking my Thomas to South Beach. Oh, boy, did that piss off the world. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. The NBA will never be the same. The game is suffering. We got to put in rules. Everybody and their grandmother, from hypocrite Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce uh, to old man Charles Barkley and even Magic Johnson, shame on all you ass munches. Facts. Idiots. I let it slide. I I took it as, you know what? You guys are pissed because we're on top, and it is what it is. You got to have to live with it. Big deal. And for, and for four years, they eat one and one and one, and they bitched and moaned and complained. And it's all good in the neighborhood. And we had LeBron. So LeBron became the villain, but then he became our villain, which is why I've ever been so curmudgeoned with him ever since. Because I firmly believe if you've got nowhere to stay, and somebody opens up their home to you, and this is a very bad analogy because, of course, LeBron had an assortment of places he could have stayed, mm-hmm. right? But the moment he would have made that decision, had it been the Knicks, had it been anywhere else, he was going to be a bad guy to the rest of the country because he made that decision. Because he called all that attention to himself, and he made that decision. So he became our headache. He became our problem. A little gratitude is what I like to see. It took him two years to thank the fans, and now all this nonsense about giving Spo his just due. I did like that he told his boys, hey, knock off the, the nonsense on the bench. Enough is enough. Like he had some one nasty dunk and, and JaVale McGill, who, get, who gets six minutes a game, muerto. How can you be so big and be such a muerto like JaVale McGee? Please. <laughs> LeBron did some really nice move to the dunk and you see him on the bench in his warm-ups because he gets no freaking playing time because he sucks, right? Ooh. Like emulating what LeBron did. So my understanding, I didn't really read the article, but my understanding is LeBron told his boys to chill. I can't hear you, Pops. Are you talking about the dunk that happened after the buzzer? I, I don't know if it was that one. No, he went crazy. There was one at halftime that, that Kuzma put it up, and he was late, and then he just came out of nowhere and just did a ridiculous It was windmill. one that he did, yes. It was and like then, a, re- a reverse windmill, and, and it was as he's ridiculous. he's walking back, yes, yeah, he's walking back. You see, it wasn't halftime because they were all on the bench. And you see the idiot, you know, looking like a freaking... Uh, uh, it's got to be revealing like a, about... Uh, what an idiot. What an idiot. He's a moron. But whatever. It is what it is. I, I digress. So, Call me crazy, but I see crazy. that that's... <laughs> but, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that seems like there's a little bit of trouble in Laker paradise, and maybe that might, might be what the team dynamic truly is deep down to the No, core. no, no, no. These are the idiot fans. I think, the, I think the team is solid. I think the team might win this thing, right? They're very good. I don't know I what know. solution we're going to have for them tonight. We'll talk about that throughout the show. But my, my, my bone to pick is with Laker fans. 
It really is. So I'm going to explain to you on the other side why everything that they do is a flaming, stinking hypocrisy, which then tells me everything I need to know. And the next time somebody tells me about anything about our fans, I'm going to tell them to shove it in their ear because, again, talking out of both sides of our mouth. Laker fans, and I have a few friends in particular that do this. They talk out of both sides of their mouth. I'll explain how that works because that's a difficult task. Both sides of your mouth. Yes, it's a saying. I'll explain the saying and I'll explain why Laker fans are doing such a great job of talking out of both sides of their mouth. On the other side, you're listening to Good Morning Amigo, Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. This is Jarvis Landry, and you're listening to Slam Radio. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. A little little power there as we come back from Break Good Morning Amigo, Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I know you got to lower that, but the freestyle reminds me to give a shout-out. I discovered something. And you know me, man. Radio is a very competitive business, right? So I think in our business, cross-promotion obviously doesn't exist for so many reasons. One of the reasons I love what I got going on here is because I can cross-promote whatever the hell I want, right? Including other stations. You've heard me talk about other morning shows that are up against me, and I love them. There's, there's stuff about that Joe Rose morning show here in Miami, and it's funny. It's, it's an appreciation for the throwback radio show. I'm not, saying, I'm not telling you he's old and pasty because he's not. On the contrary, quite the hip guy is Joe Rose. It's the way the delivery, and, and while long form in podcasts is the wave of the future, there's something to be said about someone who can adapt to that and still keep the old essence of radio alive. And I'd like to try to be one of those guys as I move on and I continue into the twilight of my career, which is not there yet. I got many years to talk a lot of crap here. But I want to give a shout out to my boy, uh, the chief, Raymond Hernandez. Used to be known around here in these parts, one of those mega mixers along with Laz, DJ Laz and, and some of the other guys, and um, Eddie Mix, and some of the guys, and Jamming Johnny, our friend Jamming Johnny Caride, who's a Laker fan, by the way. Big Laker wow. fan. Is he one of those obnoxious ones that you're talking about? He, the, the whole claim that Heat fans are bandwagon fans is what pisses me off. Of course. So he's one of those, but he's not, he doesn't inspire this little rant. He's not one of the guys that inspired this rant. But my boy, Chief Raymond Hernandez, has his own little thing going. I invite you to like download the app. It's uh, Rewind 103.9. If you like freestyle music, this thing is like all about freestyle. It's a good look, man. Just check it out. Rewind 103.9. You can download the app, and you'll be jamming and bobbing your head. When I followed this, when I followed the Instagram, I noticed all my high school friends follow it. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Cool. So, um, you see, maybe I should just play freestyle all morning. Maybe my friends will then listen to the show. Maybe but it's that's Friday. What, that nor technically. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, like if it wasn't don't, for don't. the school, I could literally have like an FM type morning show that's always true. Throwback. It's gonna be the throwback morning show. True. Mm. Flashback Fridays. Mm. The throwback morning show. Hmm. Mm. Maybe we do that once a week, Frank. We can do that Fridays. Mm. The throwback morning show. It morphs. But into you can't the play freestyle morning. the whole time, though. Oh, we'll play disco too. We'll play disco. No. We'll play some not, like eighties hip hop. Yeah. Eighties yeah. hip hop is good. 80s hip hop, some 90s. Rock, stuff. some hair bands. 
No. Hairband. Why not? No hairband. Why no hairbands? Maybe. Nineties like Rush band. is a hairband. I'm I don't just know. trying to be anti-Yendi. Rush like is that. a hairband. Oh yeah, there. Of course. Come on, Getty Lee with that hair. Are you kidding me? That long, oh, yeah, longer yeah. hair than Britney Spears, bro. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> to talk your language, I know you. You enjoy that, guys. Mm. Allow me to tell you <laughs> what what boils my blood the most. So I teased it on the other side. Everybody hated LeBron when he came to Miami. And the old school foundation of the NBA were the ones front and center bitching and moaning. And Laker fans were bad about it. They had Kobe, who was aging, but he had just come off, I guess he won in 09, right? Mm -hmm. So imagine they do. Remember, there was always that Christmas Day matchup. It was always very contentious, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Laker fans would bitch, well, you guys have three... Kobe's doing it all himself. All the time. All the time. Constant moaning and bitching. And there was a few of those Laker fans. I hate LeBron. He, uh, listen, I'm going to be very candid with you. His first run with the Cleveland Cavaliers, he's not my favorite basketball player. Not even close, actually. Now, did I dislike him? No. I was neither hot nor cold. Just not understood amazing. he was a talent. But wasn't. Like, I had the weight. I was good. I enjoyed watching him play. I would go to the Cleveland-Miami game all the time, and, and I enjoyed watching him play. There was no hate. It was just... What was the line in the Jay-Z song? Um, the one with Kanye? Jesus taking LeBron, I'm taking Dwayne Wade, right? Yeah. So I, I'll be Jay-Z yes. on that one. Exactly. I got d Wade. I'm all right with that. I know sometimes he can't make up his mind about his allegiances, but whatever. We'll leave that for another day. Come on, d Wade. Win-win my ass. He'd have to win this. Yes. So I remember all that hate. Yeah, I don't know if you knew any Laker fans that did that. Oh, the blackout. Oh, the lights went out. Um, I don't Laker know if... fans have been kind of back and forth, wish-washy. I've never really seen a diehard Laker fan unless they're, like, much older. But, like, this generation, I haven't seen real diehard Laker fans. Uh, they're all shapes and sizes. It's ages. all LeBron fans. They're obnoxious. That's that's, right now, it's exactly. all LeBron fans. Exactly. Right? LeBron fans. I have, I have a friend that's, that's, that's been a friend of each team LeBron has gone to, and I'm like, bro, you're supposed to be a Heat fan. At least when we went to school, you were a Heat fan. Like, oh, I'm a LeBron fan. Where LeBron goes, that's my team. I'm like... I don't like that fandom. Like, that's not a fandom, but okay. That's not real. You're not representing your city. That's not your hometown. It's, you know, you got to be loyal to your hometown, not who comes in and out in the revolving door policy. Right. I mean, like, I consider those bandwagon fans because you're pretty much going along with the person that's that's the best player in the league. Well, hold on. There's two kinds of fans. There's guys that root for players and guys that root for teams. We know this. Yeah, I don't we like I don't like the fandom of rooting for players, especially but if you're going to bounce from team to team and then you claim youth, all of a sudden now a new fandom and you buy jerseys and all this stuff. Like I that's a little that's Frank. a little extra. But Frank, the, the younger generation, that's how they kind of root. We're I, more yeah. about I understand. Team. I'm just saying I don't agree with it. We're more about team. I don't right, I don't agree with it. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it is. I mean, we're all I'm about team. Like, I'm, I still have my original Miami Heat shirts from the like second season. I still have my Dolphin socks from like the first. I don't. Time I, I don't have to. I don't have to say this a hundred times, but I can if I want to because it's my radio show. I worked for the Herald, wrote headlines during the first nineteen losses of the franchise's history. I fell in love with the franchise before they ever hit the court. Yeah. And you know, I went live yesterday. I didn't put it on my IGTV because I cursed a little, and since you know. We do kids and whatnot. If you caught me on live, good. But 
You know, I didn't save it. Oh, you mean the same way that they caught the Oakland center fielder yesterday on live TV cursing? That was pretty funny. That's they amazing. mic'd him up, and the first play, it goes in the gap, and he goes, bleep. So whatever. I can bleep and run. Yeah. I love that bleep sound. I don't know <laughs> why, but it's always been such a fun little sound. But I went on a tirade of this, and, and here's where I'm going with it, guys. So you're a 2010 Laker fan. You criticize, bitch, and moan about what the Heat did. You call LeBron a... a, a, a a word that rhymes with "ussy," right? Because you think it's cool to just say that and throw that word around. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had to hear it. As Heat fans, we took it. He was our problem, right? Right. And since we always liked the villain role here in Miami, we rode with it. But what did we hear the most as Heat fans? That we couldn't win without him. Without him. We needed the big three to win. Right. That supposed sucked as a coach. Right, that he's lucky they had. He's the lucky three. because he won because right. he had players. Do you remember? Even though I remember that, even, even though, though it wasn't true. I love Riles, but he had players in the Lakers. And then when Phil Jackson went to coach him, he had players. You know why? Because usually in the NBA, to win NBA titles, you need players. Correct. And those players end up usually in the Hall of Fame. Correct. Which is what makes this Heat run so unique. So fast forward ten years, you hypocrite sons of bitches, Lake fans. All right. Same premise, right? It should be the same premise, right? Now, all of a sudden, we don't have a big anything. We have a big 12. Got a bunch of guys that know how to play team basketball. There is no LeBron. There is no Chris Bosh. There is no Dwayne Wade. There's just Jimmy Butler and a gang of misfits. You guys now have LeBron. You also have Anthony Davis. You also have former superstar Dwight Howard making a resurgence in his career. Amongst other players like Ray John Rondo and other veterans that know how to play this game during this time. Correct. Where's your logic now? Now all of a sudden you guys don't mind having LeBron. You used to hate LeBron. Now LeBron's on your team. And on top of all that, at least having the dignity, the self-respect, and, and, and the honesty and the intestinal and testicle fortitude to speak the truth when you look at yourself in the mirror. I got a truth for you that's going to slap you in the face. You're a freaking hypocrite. Because it's okay to root for them now. Root for him now because he's with you. So I commend you for sticking to rooting your team. No matter who's on your team. But you knocked me when I did it 10 years ago. Even though that was my team. Here's my other argument with Laker fans. Unless you are 80 years old. Like Yandy made a comment that a lot of old Laker fans are older. Mm-hmm. You were born into existence, became aware of sports, and then the sport named basketball, and then at some point in your childhood, you made a decision that your team was going to be the Lakers. When you made that decision, you resounding piece of turd, your team had like 12 titles already. Who's bandwagon? Hmm. Who's a bandwagon? Me? who rooted, rooted for them before their first game, through their first 19 games, which were all losses, and have been there since day one, or you, who came out of mama's womb saying, Lakers, 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 and they already had 12 titles. And don't give me the bull... They're not here, right? Don't give me the bullshit, okay? Oh, my dad was a Laker fan. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Your dad wasn't a Laker fan. Your dad used to root. He used to root for Armandares in Cuba because he likes baseball and he doesn't understand basketball. The Sugar Kings. Okay. 
The same way he doesn't understand football. So don't give me this nonsense about, oh, my dad rooted for Your dad didn't root for the Lakers. You came out of the womb, you found the winningest team in sports, and you rooted for them. Oh, Larry, but I could say the same thing about you with the Yankees. Aha. Uh-huh. I was waiting for you to bring uh-huh. I'm glad. There's a little bit of a difference there. I will clearly and honestly admit to all that the first love were the New York Metropolitans. And at a young age, when I'm impressionable and I'm being sold on, well, it's going to be my favorite team. Here, Larry, we're going to put you front row behind home plate of the New York Yankees, 1976, 1977, 1978. I don't know. They went to the World Series those three years. But that's like they the won golden two era, and that's the most perfect so, era. So, so if a nine-year-old started going to Heat games in 2010, you're going to knock him for being a Heat fan? And if he was born in Miami? No. That's what I had. That's why the Yankees are my team. That's what I got to see. That's what I got to love. Yes, my family were Yankee fans. So much, we had season tickets behind home plate. Money where mouth is. While your ass sat in Miami, nobody has a tie to Los Angeles, okay? The, the, Miami's the closest thing to Los Angeles you have because Cuba's 90 miles further away. Your ass, the only thing you know about the Lakers, they have nice, vibrant colors, and they're the team that wins the most because Cubans have a propensity of doing that. That's why they root for the Yankees. Don't tell me otherwise. They love the winners, boy. They love, why, are, why are Cubans always Cowboy fans? Because they love to jump on a bandwagon. They're full of it. So any Cuban that tells me that they're a Laker fan, born and raised yeah, in Miami, or born in Cuba, raised in Miami, they're full of shit. Cuban card redacted. They're full of it. You're redacting my Cuban card. No, absolutely not. Not you. Okay, I'm but the Cubans. People, the Cubans. The Cubans that in about. 1988 said the Miami Heat are my team. And they've stuck with them. To them. Those are bandwagon fans. Really? It sounds to me, it sounds to me, Laker fans, like you guys are a little bit sourpuss. You're a little curmudgeon. You live on this, this, this virtual pedestal that doesn't exist. I don't care about how many titles you have. In fact, if I did care about the titles, I would tell you to finish my point. Since now we don't have a big three and you have a big everything and you've won all the titles and you guys are the glory of the NBA, you know what? You're supposed to win this series. In fact, you know what? I will go ahead and concede the series. Congratulations. Congratulations, morons. You guys won. You can stop <laughs> celebrating, idiots. You know why? Because in the grand scheme of things, in what the year is 2020, this is, a, this is a diversion. This is a side attraction. Okay? This is something to get our mind off of the reality of what is. A global pandemic, an economy that's had some trouble because of it, a presidential election in 30 days or less, Come on, man. You think in the grand scheme of things, as much as I love the heat, that I give a rat's ass in in the scope of it. It's my job. I cover it. We talk about it. I root. I'll take out pots and pans and bang them. Even if you think it's a jinx, I won't do it. But that's my team. It's always been my team. And the folks on my bandwagon, you know what? I don't have a rearview mirror. Schmucks. If they jumped on it ahorita or they've been with me since day one. Let's ride. Let's ride. But I'm driving it. So any of you idiots that want to come on my DM and start with the same nonsense. Lakers in four. Heat suck. Stick it in your ear. And in fact, you know what you need? I, I need to. I, she's not going to like I do this. You need to go have one of those clinical tests to make sure 
that everything is straight, especially since we're into Alzheimer's awareness. Yeah. I want to make sure your memories are working, you idiots. I've never seen a gang of morons like this since Nick fans. If you need a little electroshock treatment to remind you of what an idiot you were back in 2010, I've decided to take my talents to South Beach. Oh, of course, like that, anybody can win. Hey, bro, anybody can win with James Worthy, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, Byron Scott. Así cualquiera gana. In a, in a league of, uh, in a league <laughs> of Rick Smiths. Mm -hmm. In a league of Bill Cartwrights. You had those guys. Of course you're going to win. And we're going to three-peat. I'm not trying to knock my boy Pat, because Pat was the, the author, and he was the director of that thing, and it was beautiful. But knock it off, Laker fans, seriously. Get off your freaking pedestal. You're the only ones that put yourselves on there. And at the end of the day, bandwagon or not, you guys are a bandwagon. Unless you can tell me you were watching basketball 50 to 60 years ago and rooting for the Lakers, like my friend Pepe Chambi Campos, my old on-air partner on Spanish radio. You know why they call him a Chambi? Because Chamberlain was his favorite player. That's cute. So they call him a chambi. I like that. All right? So that guy, he's a true Laker fan. He wants to talk smack to me. I got to stay quiet. But the funniest, those aren't the ones that talk, man. I can't, those aren't the ones that are talking. Those Good aren't point. the ones that are doing all this. I think there's another era that if you were a Laker fan through that era, then I think you can be a Laker fan. And it was right after Magic retired, and that team was not very good. There's even some of these idiots that were there for the three-peat with Kobe and... And, and Shaq, and they were there, and they believe that they're heritage Laker fans. No. Look, I, I applaud you for having a team. And they're an awesome team to root for. But even they have their lows. They weren't very relevant last year. They weren't incredibly relevant other than Kobe's retirement the year he retired. May he rest in peace. Mm -hmm. But you want to glorify everything through Kobe, right? And, man, let that man rest in peace, please. Let it go already. Let him rest in peace. Let his daughter rest in peace. Let that family grieve. Leave them alone. Your basketball initiatives are not greater than that man's life. He already gave to that team, received a, a very healthy salary for it, but gave to that team, showed his loyalty to that team, to one team, and I applaud that. That's what I've done as a fan. And if you do that as a Laker fan, I applaud you. But do not, I repeat, do not, Cast the first stone at me, or for that matter, anybody on my bandwagon. Because as far as I'm concerned, my bandwagon, if you've been on it five days, you've been on it 30 years. Doesn't matter to me. That's why in L.A., Laker fans, you guys riot, start fires, and turn cars upside down when you win a championship. You think it was the first one you ever won. You can't even act like you've been there before. Facts. We... Go out and hug and kiss unless it's a pandemic. Then you can't. And we bang on pots and pans and honk on our horns. We make music. And blow kisses, make music, and have a party. And croquetas. And have a party. Yes. That's the best. And you guys burn cars, turn them upside down, start riots. You guys have won 18 titles. We've won three. Who's been there before? Do me a favor. Hypocrisy is like a skunk. When you start dabbling in hypocrisy, there are people who are right away going to make you smell. 
You're going to make everyone realize how much you stink. A lot of times that's why I'm the guy that doesn't like to point the finger. Like, whatever. People are people. They do what they want to do. You ain't got like that with the president. You're the president, you, whatever. Like it, don't like it, it is what it is. Don't, but do me a favor, bro. Root for your team. If you win, congratulations. I've conceded it. I've conceded it. You guys won. I want you to already start. I want you to celebrate a week early. I want you to have fun with this. But do me a favor. Leave me alone. Because I'm not the reason you guys suck previous to this. All right? In fact, the way I look at it is, when was the last time they won a title, Frank? 09, right? I believe it was 09. Oh, okay. So we won two since then, right? Uh, we have won two since then. Oh, okay. You are correct, sir. All right. So I'm just, you know, I'm just thinking out loud here. I'm just curious. It seems to me as if, you know, maybe, you know, a little sour grapes there for some reason against the Heat. I don't know why. Take it out on the Clippers, would you? Do me a favor. Just, but, but leave me alone. You guys are in the finals. Congratulations. Makes me regret ever rooting for you during the season. The hell with you guys. You guys are idiots, man. I understand that being a sports fan has the element of fanatic. I got it. I got it. Frank's a fanatic. Frank's nuts. Frank's completely nuts when it comes to being a fan of a game, yeah, buddy. of a sport. But Frank feels it, and Frank team. knows it, and he's loyal to his team. That's all it is, man. I can't knock him for who he likes. And he goes all in, which is what a fan is. And, and what I think is funny about this conversation is all week, yesterday I, I sat in for a, one of our hosts of our weekly shows, and an old buddy, an old co-worker of mine, and... You can call him one of the guys that taught me the ropes along the way. Josh Friedman asked me the question if it was a Game 7 of a Yankees World Series, a Game 7 of a Heat Finals, which one would I watch? Did a radio tease, went to break. When we came back, I gave the answer. So I think if it worked that time, even though if I did it now, we'd have a really, really short segment. But I think that's the perfect radio tease. When we come back, I'll let you know if the Heat and the Yankees were in a Game 7 of their championships, of their respective sports, at the same time on the same day, and I could only watch one, which one would I watch? On the other side, good morning, amigo. I just take it away. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the Playmaker Every. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam Radio. Radio Sirius XM. Yeah. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Back, Good Morning Amigo. Quick little segment before hit to the top of the hour. I teased it on the other side. Quickly, before I get to that, a lot of baseball to talk. Some stuff went down in baseball. I haven't talked about it in the first hour. We'll get to that on the other side. Remember, 10 o'clock, 10.05, I think, we'll have Jacob Brenner on talking baseball with Jacob. He's always a good talk if you like to talk baseball. Indeed. Young Yendi, what would I watch? What I watched, for those of you who were not tuned in before the break, the question was posed, if it was Game 7 of the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals, Game 7 of the New York Yankees in the World Series. They were on at the same time, and I could only watch one. No split screen, nothing. Obviously a very hypothetical question. Which one would I choose to watch? Frank already knows. 
So I, Frank's, so this is for you, young Andy. What, who do you think? Can't hear you. Miami Heat in Game 7. So why do you think I would watch the Miami Heat instead of the Yankees that have been my, my team forever? It's a weird... Because you saw the Heat w being born. You just explained this whole monologue in the segment before where, you know, first 19 games, you were there from the beginning, you fell in love with that franchise. You weren't born into that franchise. It's in you my, are it, the franchise. It, it, it's in my top five experiences of media was being in those rooms in the Miami Herald in the late 80s when this team was in its inception. I remember I missed one of the games. I didn't work once because I traveled to Palm Beach to visit a girl I was dating. And I remember at the time, I actually, it was easier to do this through tri-rail because she was in Palm Beach somewhere, right? So I just, it was tri-rail or the, the, I don't know. I took the train. I just went straight up. I took the train. And I remember uh, getting to the train station and seeing the newspaper and seeing the headline and thinking, I was like, damn it. You know, and, and I didn't work the night before because I left early, whatever. And I, I remember being upset. That was like, it seemed the only day of that 19-game run that I, I wasn't there. You're 100% right, by the way. Um, the reason I give is the very reason I call Laker fans hypocrites. As much as you put me behind home plate, as much as my family were Yankee fans, as much as I lived in New York, when I became a Yankee fan, the Yankees had a history of being a very successful team. And I'm very proud of being a Yankee fan. I love the Yankees. Look behind me if you're watching. Uh, the, the Yankees are, are, have always been my thing. Miami Heat, it's a day one thing with the Miami Heat. Right? You, you could uh, you be best friends with someone. You can have godfather to somebody. You can, there's a lot of things you can be, right? But when you have your own kid, it's a whole different ballgame. So he's like my own kid. So if I had to make that decision, I would... Uh, I'd flip on whatever station, ESPN, TNT, whatever it'd be on, and I'd watch the Heat in Game 7. It's that simple. It's pretty easy. And that one shocked Josh yesterday. I think it shocked you too, Frank. But just to wrap up the whole Laker hypocrisy thing, like it's, guys, enjoy the series. Yes, you are the favorite. So if you win, you enjoy it, you celebrate, don't riot. Okay, guys, don't turn over cars, don't start fires. Act like you've been there before. No looting. Idiots. Okay? But do me a favor. Leave Miami, its fans, and its basketball team alone. Nobody, nobody's bothering you. Nobody. Nothing. Stop. It's a bad look. I, this is not how Kobe would do it. How about that? This is definitely not how Kobe would do it. This is definitely not a Mamba mentality. How about that? It's not how it works. I'll tell you how it does work. Major League Baseball's playoffs in October, that's how it works. This whole basketball finals in October is weird. See Golden State working out, getting ready for the new season. So strange. So odd, so peculiar. Baseball, not so much so. Some series came to an end yesterday. Some teams have moved on. Some teams have moved on to the golf course. We come back from break. We will talk about those teams, talk some Major League Baseball. We'll dabble later in the show in the NFL. It is a freaky Friday, right? Let's talk about the games on the docket. I know one game that's not on the docket between two undefeateds, Steelers-Titans, postponed, won't play Sunday. In fact, they're going to play it later in the season, they decided yesterday. So we'll talk some NFL football. 
Who could be the surprises this week? So much, so much to get to. We've got college football to talk about. Number four plays number seven. Talk about that Auburn-Georgia matchup on Saturday. It's a primetime game. Those are always cool. Eso y mucho más. That and so much more right here on Good Morning Amigos, Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. This is Jarvis Landry, and you're listening to Slam Radio. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. This is the best part of the song coming now, right? Don't you dare fade it out. Isn't it come now? Isn't it don't stop? Doesn't he don't stop now? This is, what it is. Yeah. This is the best part of the song. One more time. You know, he says it. Here it comes. Don't stop. One more time. Yeah. Woo! That's what you get on a Freaky Friday, baby. Oh. Little Lisa Lisa and a cult jam right here on Good Morning Amigo. Uh. <laughs> that song does make me feel old, though. You know that, right? That's one of those? No, oh, that song official. That song really, really, really makes me feel old. I was in high school when that song came out. I want, you, I want that to sit there and marinate. And during a time where high school was 10th grade and 9th grade. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Yikes. Yeah. That's an old song. I don't know. Were you even alive when that song came out? You might have been. Well, you, were in, you graduated 83, in 83, 84, the song so I was 83. So you were in Pampers. Yeah. Young Yandy well, was walking up. around. She was already body trained by then. But she probably had the little, what are, you know, little, little pigtails. Pigtails. Montonetas. Probably hadn't gone to kindergarten yet. Little baby. What year? What year is this? 1983 or 84. This song was released in 85. So I was actually 85. Yeah. Yeah, I was in I was in preschool still. I thought this was an 84 song. Okay, it's 85. Well, that's junior year for me. Oh, wow. I was an old man. Eight, in 85? That might even be 85. senior year. Depends what month it came out. Do you have a month there, Mr. Research Man? I'll, I'll keep looking. Hey, if it's late enough in the year, that was the start of my senior year. October 85. My senior year? What? Well, I thought this thing came out like when I was I was a senior. It hit number one in December 85. <laughs> wow. That was my senior year, bro. A month later, your Bears won the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. Yeah, I thought with the song... Super Bowl shuffle. Well, actually, a few months. Gosh, ago. I can't believe that song. I man, I would have, I would have put a dollar on that. That baby came out in '84 for sure. I would have never thought. Started my senior year. Well, I digress. Baseball, baby. Oh, we'll never see the likes of playoffs like this again, unless, of course, they do this again, which I hope they don't. Can I be candid? No more of this. It's too many teams, Frank. Be candid. Yeah, it's too much baseball. Did you watch all the games? Did you keep up with all the games? At one point, you're just like, ah, I'll just watch the ticker. I didn't, I didn't sit and watch all, like, the entire games, but I did keep track of all the games. It was on my TV at all times. That's what I like about this. I like that there's, it's full days of baseball. So, yes, I do like it. Well, that's coming quickly to an end, sir. I know. Because after the first round, then it kind of neutralizes a little bit. But there's still, there still will be full days of baseball. Because even during the divisional rounds, the first game start like at 2, 3 o'clock. You might be right. 
It's when it gets into the championship series is when it's uh starts getting it's a, it's an evening thing then. Well, some teams have advanced, others are working at it. Yesterday there were four games on the Major League Baseball docket. One proved to be an elimination game. Ian Anderson dazzling in another shutout performance. It's pretty outstanding how the Braves easily advance past the Reds. 5 nothing. Anderson goes six innings. Just a couple hits. Nine Ks. Cincinnati did not score a run in 22 innings of baseball. Kind of nuts. Ozuna with an eighth-inning home run, as is the case with Duvall. Cap off a four-run eighth-inning. Braves move on as they did the sweeping thing of the Reds. The Reds signing up for tea times, baby. The American League, we had a game three, bitches. Doesn't even sound right. White Sox and A's went at it in Oakland. The A's end the 14-year drought in the postseason. Chad Pinder's go-ahead hit solidified the deal. They were down in that game early, too. They were. It settled in after five, but Oakland ends up winning that game 6-4, winning the series two games to one. They... Advance past the White Sox. Feel bad for my boy Yasmani as he gets ready to come home. Perhaps find a tea time at Trump Doral or something, but he's done for the season. They had a good year, man. They had a good year. I know you're not much of a White Sox fan, but the, I only root for them because of Grandal. There, I said it. Pods knotted up the series at one with the Cardinals after an 11-9 victory yesterday. Both Fernando Tatis Jr. and Will Myers with a couple of home runs in the contest, Manny Machado went yard as well. Did you see the bat flip from Tatis Jr.? I did. It was beautiful. Just delicious. Pods beat Cards 11-9. They'll play a game three today in San Diego. San Diego's going to see a lot of baseball in the coming days. Believe it or not, I stayed up pretty late last night. Not all the way through, but late enough to see Kershaw strike out 13 Brewers. Dodgers close out the series against Milwaukee. They win 3 nothing. He threw eight innings. I was surprised I let him throw that long. But then again, I'm getting the feeling as if Dave Roberts has learned his lesson and he stopped pulling pitchers early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kershaw was dealing yesterday. And I think he didn't want to mess with that or disrupt that. As it was in that ninth inning, I did actually watch it till the end. In that ninth inning, somebody, like they had a guy on, the Brewers did, but for not. Dodgers win 3 nothing. They win the series. Dodgers advance. And, of course, if you did see my story on Instagram yesterday, at Larry the Amigo, you can see that my wish of my T-shirt came true, and I, I got my Superman Joe Kelly T-shirt made with the beautiful lower lip, pouty lip out. I, it's 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 sitting here in studio. It's just beautiful. It's on the video feed now. It's beautiful. It it's just absolutely gorgeous. I, I have to be very honest with you. It is it is 
It is a work of art, indeed. And uh, obviously, I can't go another ounce, another minute, another second without giving a shout out to At Small and Crafty for making my dream shirt. Check them out. They do good work, by the way. It's not really a call to action. They just donated the shirt, sort of. No, they didn't. I actually paid for it. I made one for my son, too. They did good work. I'm allowed to say they did good work. It's not a call to action. I'm safe. You tagged me yesterday on that, and I'm sorry. You tagged me yesterday on that. I was like, oh, boy. We're going to hear a lot of that today. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. There's no doubt. The Astros Astros advanced. Now they play um, Frank's A's, the Oakland Athletics. Um, I think the A's are going to handle them. They've done it all season. So I really feel as if, when does that series start, Frank? Is it Monday that it starts? I have to check because remember the whole Cubs-Marlins rain delay thing kind of pushed everything back, so I got to see how that adjusted all the other series. I think that's but how remember it remember that Ace-Houston series, there was already bad blood because of the whole pitching coach or the bench coach yapping at one of the players, and remember they had the entire fight. This baby agenda. starts on Monday. Times are, are left to be determined, but that series starts Monday. That means this weekend I have a job to do. Which is fine because I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I haven't been to a shopping mall during this whole thing. I'm gonna go finally to one where they're well. Oh, give me this face, Andy, please. I'm listen. I I'm, hate I'm, the mall. Okay, but I'm gonna go in eating a big piece of steak, chomping on bacon in the other hand, right? And and I'm gonna be drinking massive amounts of beet juice to neutralize it. There. That's not how that works. That's Barry. how you said that beet juice is great. <laughs> That's how none of that yes. works. <laughs> That's how I'll drink beet juice. Wash down my steak and bacon. Mmm. Good. I'm going to the mall. I got to get some lids, Frank. I have a list of hats I'm going to get. I know what's going to happen when I come home with the caps. Dear God, why did you spend so much money? on? I never buy anything. I don't know if you know this. Yeah, I do know this. I don't buy things. You and I are the same. I got it for my birthday. I got a beautiful set of Nikes because they were purchased for me. I would, in a million years, would I ever spend what they spend on those things? I would never. 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 Never, never. They're beautiful sneakers. They squeak when you walk down the damn. But, but whatever. I, I and then I'm so simple. I wear my little thirty dollar Adidas that are quiet, unassuming. You know me. So I don't ever buy myself anything. I'm, I've got to go. I, I'm figuring. I've got to buy an A's cap. If for, it's a five game series, I'm gonna wear the A's cap when I wear my Joe Kelly shirt. Uh, I'm thinking of picking up a Los Angeles Dodgers hat. To match the Joe Kelly ensemble. So you're seventy dollars. Um, I need to get a new Yankees cap, Oof. but the problem with that is, is we're in a playoff run, and I have a rule about getting new caps during playoff runs. I don't, so I'm gonna probably push that purchase off. We're gonna we're gonna put that in for the 2021 budget instead. No. You're going for the official hats, right? Are you going? Oh for yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ninety nine, no, no, nine ninety nine no, no. snapbacks. How do I roll, dog? Really? Got to do the new era officials. Frank. Okay, I'm just hoping. Don't offend me, Frank. Come I on. Don't, no, I just got to make know. sure. You know how I am I got to keep you caps. in check sometimes. I mean, if you're doing multiple hats and it makes sense that you go the Recently, the snapback became in style. You were present for my tirade against the snapback. Snapback sucks. Nowadays, the young kids wear the snapback backwards because the little thing apparently is a fashion statement. I think it's the tackiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Awful. Reminds me of playing baseball in the 70s yes. and 80s. It's tacky. Yes, I don't want 90s. to wear a cap with that. I have some caps. I have no choice that they have it. But for the most part, at least a little elegant slide that you know expands it, like your polo caps and whatnot. Maybe I'm getting a little too I'm foofy. a big fan of the backwards cap. That's a, that's a hot look. A fitted. Like a fitted. Like, but a fitted, fitted one, though. Yeah, not like, like an oversized. A fitted. This. A fitted. So, I'm, yeah, so the Yankees, I'm going to hold off on the Yankee one, right? But I'm definitely getting the A's. I'm definitely getting... The Dodgers. 
right? I'm thinking this is necessary equipment for mm -hmm. the playoffs moving forward. Mm -hmm. What scares me about getting the Dodgers is the potential of not needing to use it. Because at the end of the day, they could end up playing the Yankees in a World Series. I don't really want a Dodger cap. It only make for a good pickup. Of course. For Instagram. But I do like the Dodger blue. It kind of matches some of my Nike ensembles. And I am not remiss to wear. By the way, so I'm not remiss to wear a cap to match an outfit. It just can't be a team I hate. Why don't you? Yeah, yeah. I'd say it has I to be a wear, team I'm partial to at least. Like I'll never wear the colors orange and blue at the same time. It's even very if no difficult. It's very it's difficult. Um, like it has to be dark blue and orange because the Bears are dark blue and very, orange. Very, but very it, difficult. If you give me royal blue and orange, it's not happening. It's a known thing. None of my outfits match those colors. We know better than that. Um, it's just it's something we don't do. We we don't do gator. Things have uh, articles of clothing have been bought for me for like my birthday, Christmas, yada yada, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I've literally looked at it and put it in a pile and said, "This has to be returned." It has a little bit of blue and orange next to each other. I, I don't, don't even want try it on. It. You realize I don't even. I How don't did you guys just either. start gator bashing out of nowhere? It's not about that gator bashing. No, no, it's no, a way of life. Gator bash. We're talking about fashion. It's a way, and, and it's a way of life. It's yeah. what it is for us. It's not, you know, it's a way of life. Like I forgot that you were even a gator. So, like this had nothing to do with you. Oh, I haven't forgotten that. No, I'm, good holding, I'm, I'm good at holding a grudge. I'm an FIU Panther. I'm no, a Golden not. Panther first no, and then a Gator. No, you're not. You're a Gator. You, you, you actually made a comment about being a Gator. Just the fact that you're the Gator second is enough. You're defended. It's bad enough I lived there for a few months. I even feel bad about that. I feel like I betrayed the 305 when I did that. Like, there's, an old, there's a friend of ours on Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. I haven't followed him on Twitter. Once oh. you became a Gator. Yeah, no, it's supposed I'm to be not, a hurricane. Uh, Manny Chang. Oh, that's right. He is a big Gator fan. He became a Gator. That's right. He's a big Gator dude now. I, I love, I love everybody who plays against the Gator. That's what I love. The Gators, I have nothing to do with the Gator. So, yeah, blue is blue and orange, not in my ensemble. It doesn't work. I don't do it. And Those there's are great colors. <laughs> Oklahoma City, like, no, I'm not. Anything that resembles that, I have no, no desire. And it's known to not buy me those colors. Like, for starters, like I could have, I could have a blue pair of shorts. I would never wear an orange shirt with it. But anything in the in the in the clothing that has both colors, just take it back. I'm not wearing it. You can forget about it. My goodness. Yeah, it's wow. it's, it's strong. It's strong. Oh, well, you know what I gotta say to that? Don't if you gator. Oh, gator. oh you see what I mean? You see? You see, Fred? Hold on a minute. Yo, we're going to have to clarify something around here. That nonsense, it's like, that's like cursing around here. Yeah, no, that's like, like saying a bad word. You can't do that. Like, I let Larry slip in the first segment. It is what it is. But there's no, there's, there's no way. Up, but you're the one that wanted her here, dude. You're the one that wanted her here. I'm just saying. So, yeah, they'll get started on Monday. So, it's going to be A's. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to buy the Dodger cap, but I got to make a I think I you need to hold trip. off. You need to hold off on the Dodger cap because if for whatever reason you need it for the next round or whatever, yeah, then I'm you not ready to buy to make that move. Cap. But I'm you're going to buy it, and then you're going to regret it because it's going to sit in your closet. And then there was gonna, another cap And then I'm going to have to deal with your crankiness. But there was another cap I needed to buy, and I don't remember what it is. A Cubs cap. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. This is Jarvis Landry, and you're listening to Slam Radio. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, we're back. 
This is this is the stinky version. You always play the stinky version. Don't get mad at me. I know, I know, I know. So this is what we're gonna have to do. You're gonna have to send me the proper link to the proper version because you I'm, 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 I don't know which the real version you, is and what you the have it. No, where, where do I have it? I don't know. You have about twenty-two thousand songs on a hard drive Fair when enough. you use your. But, but you gotta tell me that's the one. You feel me? Like I don't know the difference. Like you grew up with this music, so you can tell right away that hey, this is the that's the one. You notice the name of the song. You know what the name of the song is, right? Um, I wanna be the one. <laughs> That's the one. Oh god! Like I can, there's air? a song by I think it's Two Limit, and it's like a popular stadium song. And the the, sta the the version that they play in the stadiums and the version that they play on the radios is completely different from the one that's on the CD. And the moment that I heard it on the CD, I'm like, that's not the right version of it. Mm -hmm. that, so that's what I'm trying to say. Like you'll know which one's which because you grew up with that one song, and all of a sudden they started playing a different version of it. The keys different, the the beats are different, whatever it is. Indeed, my friend. Indeed. Football. Stuff's getting serious on Saturdays now. It is. Now we're starting to, now now starting to pick up. Everybody games. decided to finally play. There's some games. Wouldn't it make you happy to see an upset in Ben Hill Griffin Stadium? It always make it would always would make me happy if there was an upset in Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Third-ranked Florida faces my Gamecocks. From Man, Florida. I wanted to ask Yendi before you said it. I want to see Tester to see if she actually knew what Ben Hill Griffin Stadium was. Oh, she did. She put a face. She knew exactly what it was. I, I, by the way, it's funny. You wanted to play. Because I looked for that. I wanted That's to the see. Swamp. <laughs> I looked to see. I want to see. What is she kind of gator she is if she knows what I'm saying? And she put the like. She was already knew we were talking about her. So she knew what. Well, it was. I was actually typing something about a health concern you had earlier on the chat. And I was listening. It's called multitasking. Oh. Women do That's that what women well. do. That's exactly why they're not very good drivers, by the way. I had this discussion yeah. yesterday with a bunch of women. I'm a horrible driver. No, but do you understand that I'm going to make this statement, and it pisses women off all the time. And I'm like, look, guys, you guys, I open doors for you. I treat you guys so awesome. I am the consummate gentleman in most cases. Um, I'm not that guy. But I think there's no coincidence um, say it, say it. <laughs> guys are really bad drivers, and I believe I know why you're bad drivers. Why? I'm curious. I want to know this because my wife is an awful driver. Because they're excellent multitaskers. You can't be a multitasker in this world without every facet of your life needing you to do three things at once. I live with someone like this. It's called a wife, and she's not happy. If she's getting ready to go somewhere to fill the three minutes that she's waiting for someone to get ready to leave— She'll mop a floor. She'll wipe down a counter. Everything is about multitasking with most women. Okay. So but, the need, but driving's kind of like multitasking, though. No, like, it's actually not. You're supposed to have your hands yeah, at 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock <laughs> looking forward in your side mirrors. But, but, the moment you start multitasking when you're driving, in Miami, therein lies the problem. In Miami, you have to multitask because you have to multiply, you have to be in multiple cars at the same time because you have to think about ahead of time what the idiot I'm, next to you is going to do. I'm not yeah, talking about how men know. drive to defend themselves against women. So I feel I'm like talking you, about how women drive. And then you have to text, and then you have to do the radio. Frank, you don't have to text. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It was a joke, it was a joke. You, you don't have to text, but, but it, all those preparations, you're talking about what a guy does to defend himself from a woman behind the wheel. How, I can't, hey, I'm so, hey, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, get hey, mad hey. at me all you want. Go on, I, I still don't know. All you want. Though. Let me ask you a question. How many guys have you seen putting on makeup while they're driving?
Notice how Young Andy starts to hide. You're like by Key West or something, maybe. How many, how many times have you been on Instagram and see women taking selfies inside of cars? Oh, so many times. So every single time they take a selfie, the car's not moving. Every single time they do it at a stoplight or parked. At a stoplight, for sure. At, I take a hundred percent of the time. A hundred percent. Yeah, of I know. The time. Mm. I know my work. I know my driving history, and I know what I can and can't do. And based on my driving history and my experience, I put the phone in the purse. So you're so, and you're, then, so you're responsible. Well, well you're but you admit that you're still a terrible driver. The, the, I'm a terrible driver. I, I do not take pride in my driving skills. I am not the best driver in the world. I learned in Hialeah with un escuelita. Okay, that's how I learned how to drive. And I failed the driving test three times because I hit the median first, then that's I hit special. a cone. And then my mom started doing the rosary on my third try, and I believe the Virgin Mary is the one that got me my license. Divine intervention. It always works. That's exact. For me, divine intervention has been the solutions to all my life problems. So, Yandy, let me know when I've gone too far because I don't know. I don't want to offend anybody. Um, so you're saying that the reason why women are, women are bad drivers is because they have a short of, uh, they have, it's too many distractions. They're excellent multitaskers. And for driving, you can't multitask because they're driving. Right, because there are too many distractions, the pictures, the makeups and all that stuff. So what about the women drivers that don't do the makeup and the pictures that are just really bad because they have awful sense of direction? We that's, have that's, one here on the show. That's, what, one of our I, that's what I feel. I feel that women have really bad sense of direction. I have to listen to this and I'm going to hear it. I hope she doesn't hear oh this boy. segment. No, I hope she but, does. If my wife needs to go somewhere, I need to go drive her there. I need to no. drive her there, no. physically drive her there the day before, and then she takes notes on the passenger seat no. of where to go and when to turn and what landmark and stuff like that. That's what my life consists of. She went to a Mark Anthony concert a couple years ago that I did not want to go to, and the night before the Mark Anthony concert, we took a trip over to the AAA from Kendall just so she sees exactly where to go because if not, she would get lost. Oh. The funny part was That's that the next day That's in special. the concert. It is special, and I told her, I was like, you need to stop doing this because the funny part was that the next day at the concert all those roads that i went down were all closed <laughs> so now she had to figure it out on her own yeah. what I see, <laughs> so she called no, me she... because i'm a human gps and i'll close my eyes and the map yeah, processes in my mind and what that happened buffer happened to me once i had to call you make a right then make a left i have to call you once go wait a minute where am i you're like okay what do you do Yo, I had a you buddy are a call human me. GPS. I had a buddy call me when I was about 19 or 20 years old. It's like 4 in the morning. I'm knocked out in my third dream. And he calls me. He goes, Frank, I'm lost. Where do I go? And this is before, like, real smartphones started coming out. So it's not like he can just log into a GPS. Like, all right, where are you? He's like, oh, I'm on, I'm on 7th Street. I'm like, all right, are the numbers going up or are they going down? And he goes, oh, they're going up, and I'm on 22nd. I'm like, perfect. Make a right on 27th, hop on the 836, go west, and get off on Kendall. He's like, how the hell did you do that? You're sleeping. And I'm like, I don't know. It just comes to me. Night. That's what you told him. It just was... comes to me. <laughs> I am a human I, GPS, though. I have really good direction, a sense of direction, Hialeah. Obviously, I learned how to drive there. I know all the streets. I memorized all the numbers. It's just when I go outside of Hialeah, they're not the same. Because Hialeah sucks. Thank you. Do you no, know the numbers are totally different. Do you understand what you just admitted to? Oh, my God. Hialeah has the most dysfunctional Ooh. street who created System this? Why? In America. 103rd Street becomes like 49th. It is the most dysfunctional. And forget about that factor. 49th is 103rd. Because Miami Dade, Miami Miami Dade is partially responsible for that. But the end of the day is if it's a street, it's a street. Why does it become a different street inside of Hialeah? 
So I, why is it West Forty Ninth Street? Is Fifty Seventh Avenue? So I was una- I was unaware of this, and I'm going down Hundred and Third. Find forget the Forty Ninth Street aspect, but then all of a sudden all the avenues started being different. So I'm driving looking for Fifty Seventh. All of a sudden went from like uh, like sixty something all the way down to like twenty something, and I'm like, what happened to all the other numbers? And then That's I had to thing. pull over. This was before GPS again. I had to pull over, ask at a gas station, where am I? And he goes, oh, coge esta calle, la 57. And I was able to find my way out. It's a beautiful thing. It was a nightmare. Makes us unique. Highly was a nightmare. That's why I don't go there. The June Road is East 8th Avenue. Why? In Hialeah. The June Road is 42nd Street. It doesn't make any sense. Or 42nd Avenue. 42nd Avenue. Yeah, Avenue. In the rest, why? Of, the, in why? The rest of Miami-Dade County. It really doesn't make any sense. It's the worst thing in the entire world. Oh, but and then you'd have to break it down to East Hialeah and West Hialeah. No, 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 forget it. You lost me. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> Palm Avenue. My dad lived near Palm Avenue. That's why I knew where Palm Avenue was. Yeah, random Palm Avenue. Like, uh, Palm Avenue. <laughs> is, there, is there like a shopping center at Palm Avenue, right, or something like that? Like no, around the corner. Whole thing where all like the banquet halls are. Right. I remember we had a ballet. I did ballet in one of those little shops next to that banquet hall, Angelitos, and across the street was the first crazy, weird church with like chickens flying everywhere in the middle of ballet lessons. There's this wedding going on. It, it, That's a hundred percent of Miami thing, though, right? The banquet hall and a shopping strip. Like, that's a Miami thing. I've never seen that's that anywhere else Miami. other than in Miami. I'm, gonna, I'm about to make this segment pretty funny. Oh, so, uh, oh, God. So where is it exactly you were talking about, Young Yandy? Which part? About where, where you used to do ballet. Where was this exactly? This is in Hialeah, you said? In Hialeah on Palm Avenue. I, we had a little studio next to Angelito's Banquet Hall. Oh. <laughs> you find that name funny, don't you? You find that name funny, don't you? I think it's great. Angelitos Banquet Hall. We spent many of 15s dancing mm. in our little friends group there. Yeah. Many of 15s. Yeah. A quinceañeras, for those that you been, don't know what a, 15s a, is. Have you been to any weddings there? I No. You know, it was only quinceañeras that I was there. Yeah. I've never been to a wedding there. Yeah. They have weddings there? The <laughs> wedding that I saw? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to get better and better, Frank. Yeah, they have weddings there. Don't tell me you got married at Angelito's Banquet Hall. No, I got married at St. John the Apostle Church. I had my reception. That's where I went to church. I I had my reception at Angelito's Banquet Hall. No way. That's awesome. You're so high, Aaliyah. No, your wife is so high. My wife had her 15s at Angelito's Banquet Hall. Yes. You're so high, Aaliyah. Yes. I love it. I've had many events at Angelito's Banquet Hall. That's why I laughed. The owner of Angelito's Banquet Hall, who has since passed away, whose name is not Angelito, it's not Angelito at all. It's not Angelito at all. <laughs> but but Yendi, a good friend of mine. Yendi just made a great observation because as much as you claim I live in unincorporated Miami-Dade, bro, you're, you're more so Hialeah, Hialeah than any of us. Well, I lived in Hialeah before I lived in Hialeah. I purchased a property in unincorporated Miami-Dade, but I lived in Hialeah for years. I told you that. So, oh surrounded by Hialeans. Angelito's Banquet Hall and St. John's. St. John's the Apostle is where I was baptized, where I did my communion. It's where I went to church. I, I, I grew up the They have a very unique there. mural backdrop at that church. That church sounds yeah, that familiar. Where's scary. that at? It sounds familiar to me. Where's that at? It's on East 4th Street. I, I, don't, know where that Avenue. Avenue. I don't know where that's at. Avenue. So, no, it's East 4th Street and East 4th Avenue. It is. And East 4th Avenue, right. Something I like heard that. street, not Ave. Sorry. <laughs> so, Frank, it has a beautiful mural. Like, it's worthy of the Vatican. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, wow. the, the, it's, it's scary gorgeous. looking. It's so dramatic. It's one of those pieces you know we took a picture once and it didn't come out clear it does it rarely does i'll show you my wedding never, pictures one right, day it never comes i'll show out you clear. my wedding pictures one day it's very unique that it doesn't come out very clear it's very strange yeah wow. um but yes 
so the reason it came out in my pictures is we planned the day of our wedding to not fall during Lent because when Lent starts after Fat Tuesday and Ash Wednesday comes, they throw a white drape or blanket and it covers the mural because mm -hmm. the mural is of the crucifixion of Christ. Mm -hmm. So you can't see that during Lent until it happens on Good Friday and right. he's risen again. So it's a tradition at that church. They cover it up. Well, we weren't getting married with that thing covered up. We wanted that thing in the back. We wanted it to look like a damn church. Like you got married during Lent? No, right before Lent. It was February right 20th, it was, so it was right okay. before Lent. Yeah, uh, I, I actually believe the following Wednesday was Ash Wednesday. Wow. Right? Like, literally, I believe. I mean, I'll have to look it up, but I know it was shortly after my wedding. What year did you get married? 1999. Oh, wow, I just started college that year. Yeah. So that... Um, that's where that's where I roll. So there you have it. You, you you're happy with that? And we I love it. That's best story this morning. You Ash like Wednesday that? happened on February seventeenth, nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine? There's no way because they didn't cover it up. They had it open for me. Unless they cover it up the week of, and I misunderstand. Oh, hold on a minute. March nineteenth, nineteen ninety nine. Ah, see, you're, yeah. they cover that. It's always up. covered March up 17th. during Good Friday. Oh, and no, then it it once Lent starts, they cover it. It was St. Patrick's right. Day on, on, in ninety nine. All right, so it was the following month then. Okay, so it wasn't even days after. But yeah, we wanted to make sure that we didn't have that problem because we. I remember that being a, a, a what do you call it? A deal breaker if that was the case. Whatever. I remember being little, and when they would cover up that big mural, I'd be like, you know, with the mystery that it doesn't come out clear in pictures. I was always so fascinated with, why are they covering it? So it's so crazy. You, you remember being little? I'm just asking you, but it's a question. I'm not a mean question. My God, everything's not an I remember when I was younger. Because we had this conversation yesterday about what age do you remember? Like, as of what age do you remember? And we've come, to the, we've come to the realization that it's pretty much commonly the same age with everybody. So I want to hear what your answer is. About four? That's the, name, that's the number. That's, we, that's number. exactly the number about we talked four? about yesterday. I, that's when my memory, like when I can actually jog into my memory and figure things Frank out. Frank attributed four, right, yeah. as the number. Yeah. You've attributed four. I, I attributed four because I remember at four, things were still black and white. It didn't go to color till I was about six years old. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker every. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Sirius XM. Yeah. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, we're back here on Good Morning Amigo, Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio, a little NFL action this weekend. I had tried to start talking about college football, started talking about the Gator, and the, next, the rest was history, of course. Yeah, that's how it happens. You start yeah. talking Gator, you forget about everything about else. things that suck, and you lose your, your focus. That's what happens <laughs> when you talk about the Gator. Gator uh, plays South Carolina at the dump, I mean the swamp. That's a swamp, that's Larry. A 12 o'clock kickoff. Number nine, Texas plays TCU, also a 12 o'clock. All these are 12 o'clock kickoffs. Number 21, Tennessee facing Missouri, hosting Missouri. Number 24, Pitt hosting NC State. Those are significant games at 12. West Virginia hosting Baylor. Another ranked action, number two, Alabama hosting number 13, Texas A&M. 3.30 kickoff from Bryant-Denny Stadium. 15th ranked Cincinnati Bearcats will face USF. 3.30 kickoff. From Nippert Stadium in Cincinnati. 
Number 17, Oklahoma State takes to the road as they face unranked Kansas at David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium. 25th-ranked Memphis goes to SMU to play the SMU at Joe Ford Stadium in Dallas. Showcase of the day, number 7, Auburn travels to number 4, Georgia. Sanford Stadium in Athens is the site of this match of the, uh, of the Titans, the clash of the Titans, if you will. Number 11, UCF hosting Tulsa, the bounce house. A stupid name for a damn... I, that's the name of the stadium, the Bounce House? Bounce House. Where is this? In Orlando. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I have that. What stadium is this? That's a good question. I couldn't tell you. It's called Bounce House. A bounce House? That's what they're I called. can't. I can't. I can't, I can't deal with it. It's called Bounce House, and then the headline is, number 11, UCF bids to bounce visiting Tulsa. It's just bad. It's really bad. And this is on ESPN. I didn't even make this. This is cheesy. Bounce House is what it's called. And I like cheesy, but that's just way this too is cheesy. This really bad. So it's UCF Stadium. It's called Spectrum Stadium, but I guess that's the nickname of the stadium. So now it's, yeah. They get like the we have nickname. The Rock or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Number 16, Mississippi State hosting Arkansas, 7.30 kickoff. By the way, the Georgia game is also 7.30. If you're not going to watch Georgia and <laughs> Auburn, you can catch Oklahoma traveling to Iowa State. That'll be a network ABC game. So let's get this correct. It was formerly known as Bright House Network Stadium and Spectrum Stadium. It is now known as Bounce House. It's not my Still problem. doesn't make it better. <laughs> no, no, no. I just wanted to make sure we were factual. We'd like to it be is very the state factual. Of Florida. It is the state of Florida, yeah. Bounce House. Yeah. yeah, but like North Florida and South Florida are completely two different countries. Not even states. They're countries, yeah. Right. The mindset in the, uh, of a UCF Knight, a UF Gator, a Seminole from Tallahassee, not quite the same mindset as a Panther from FIU or a Hurricane from the University of Miami in Coral Gables. You can imagine the walking conflict that is I. Did we just find something new to make fun of Mario for? Bounce House. You got to get a sound. Boing, 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 <laughs> boing. <laughs> Poor Mario. And by the way, number one, Clemson, they play this week while Miami rests. They're at home, 8 p.m. kickoff at Memorial Stadium. They face Virginia. Now, Virginia's unranked, but please remember Virginia went 9-5 and five last year. Virginia won the Coastal last year and went to a bowl game. I believe they lost that bowl game, but it is what it is. Not a pushover, even though they're not the same team this year. Hmm. Belly, belly, interlacing. Belly, interlacing. That's your stuff in college football. And then, of course, the NFL has a docket of games. Last night there was a game. Denver beats the Jets 37-28. to 28. It's like uh, the tenure of Adam Gase may be coming to a rapid halt as that team now is 0-4. The New York, yet, uh, the New York Jets. <laughs> the New York Jets. But uh, there's some good games. I mean, you're 3-0 Chicago Bears. Yes, sir. At home against the Colts. I'm not worried about that one. We're going to be 4-0. If you'd have told me when Cleveland traveled to Dallas in this game, in this week four matchup between the Browns and the Cowboys, if you told me Cleveland would have a better record than Dallas, I'd have told you you're crazy, but they do. Cleveland at 2-1, Cowboys at 1-2. They kick off at 1 o'clock from AT&T Stadium in Arlington.
Dolphins play 3-0. Seahawks here at the Rock, 1 p.m. kickoff. Miami 1-2 at the time. We shall see. The GOAT and the guys from the Bucks at home at Raymond James Stadium hosting the Los Angeles Chargers, 1 p.m. kickoff for ASA. Some good stuff on, I mean, Buffalo, Las Vegas. Buffalo's got to go to Las Vegas. There goes, there goes their chance to go 4-0. You ever, Vegas is you a think? tough place to get acclimated to. Why? Because of the time? Weather, time. There's no weather dryness. because of the dome. Okay, but it's dry. And, and Okay. I mean, and the party aspect of it is kind of out the window because of the still the pandemic. So I, it's not I like don't know what the line is, but I'll take the line and I'll take Vegas. Vegas has been playing good ball, and there's also no fans, so you don't have to worry about that. I'll take the line, and I take Vegas. I w- and I don't bet, but I wouldn't touch Buffalo with a 10-foot pole this week just because it's in Vegas. 425 kickoff at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. And that Monday night, well, no, it's not a Monday night. That's the postponed matchup between Pittsburgh and Tennessee. The Monday night matchup between two dynamite quarterbacks, Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers, as Atlanta travels to Green Bay to face Three oh, the Packers three and zero also too. The Packers are three and zero. So there's two teams that remain undefeated that won't play this week, right? So I don't even think we have to wait till Monday, right? Unfortunately, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tennessee Titans both at three and zero. Their matchup against each other, which would have probably been the game of the week, has been postponed because some of the Titans players tested positive for COVID. So in show tradition. I will, uh, since they're not playing this week, they remain undefeated. And we know this as of right now, right? As if they would have played a Thursday matchup of some sort. Had they won a Thursday game and gone to 4-0, we would have done this now. We wouldn't have waited till Monday. So we'll do it right now. We'll start with the Pittsburgh Steelers. 3-0. Sorry, this is business. We got to take care of business. Tennessee Titans, 3-0. (laughs) Dolphins win this weekend. You know that, right? (laughs) Dolphins will beat the Seahawks this weekend. (laughs) They will beat them. You love your little sounds, don't you? <laughs> you love your little sounds. We uh, got a grill tonight. Keep the tradition. Making lechoncitos again? I Yeah, well, you know that I ended up not actually making what I posted. Oh, really? You just I didn't never made it, so, I'm, so I think that's why they lost. Oh, that's why they lost. I think that's why they lost, too. They lost. So I'm cooking it tonight, for sure. Yeah, that's why they lost. And um, so you'll get pictures of I'm it on the grill. I'm going to bar Abby Maria. Georgie Ramos put out tables and chairs and a huge big screen right down at the bottom of my building. So that's where I'm going to be. Do you know Georgie Ramos, Frank? I don't. Who is Georgie Ramos? She just name dropped somebody I don't know. Do you know Georgie Ramos won the pig cooking contest, the Goya-sponsored pig cooking contest at the last Food and Wine Festival for South Beach. He makes a mean cajachina pig, and he's got a restaurant, bar restaurant now in downtown Dadeland. He's looking to open in Coral Gables. You really need to taste his liquor. So he, he uses my friend's amazing product to roast his pigs? Would you say Kiko is your friend? No, I would say the owners Caja of China. La Caja China are my friends. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Roberto yes, and Avian, shout out to the po my folks from La Caja China. Shout out to La Caja China. Yes, Georgie won a pig roasting contest using a Caja China in South Beach Food and Wine Festival last year. Hmm. Some of my best culinary work has been with La Caja China. That's the best. I may have to procure that again now that I have a grill in the back. I may need to make this an epicenter for food. Mmm. Always That's so good. That's the best good. part about being in a Cuban household. It's just food all the time, everywhere. You know you're going to yeah, show up, there's going to be food. If, if I don't cook it, it's not happening. Mm. It's very rare. Like, a wife will cook dinner, just dinner. Dinner, eat dinner, done. Like, we don't just cook. Like, remember when we grew up, like, it was always cooking and something was going. It was a cooked lunch and a cooked dinner back in my day with my grandma. Like, just yes, there was. My grandma, too. My grandma would be all day cooking. Cook lunch, cook dinner. Yeah. Fact. I love doing that. That's. I'll take a whole day on Sunday and just do the whole Cuban thing. Yeah, from I don't, breakfast to I don't dinner. Love I love that. I don't love it. When all the work falls on me, as it is today, when I go to grill, it's a pain in the ass because I got to go to the grill. I got to do everything. I got to monitor in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. I get grumpy right. when I grill. Apparently. You know, Natalie and I do this whole Sunday thing. Natalie throws down, too. We can both cook really well, uh, and we go we go combo. So Natalie, Natalie can cook like you. Natalie can cook like, well, I'm the one that taught Natalie how to cook. <laughs> so, but she likes to do more like foofy, fancy. I little, can tell. Like, oh, no, no, no. I, didn't, no. I wasn't seeing her doing the steak cake personally. No, but I'm the one that does like the camarón enchilado, arroz con frijoles, los yeah, because like, oh. you're obese compared to her. Like, that's how thin she is. Very. She's very thin. You're, you're kind of normal thin, but she's thin. Yeah, don't ever call me obese again. <laughs> It's I didn't just, think that was going to play well. It was an exaggeration, you know what I mean? But compared to her, she's like model fit. Like, she's got... Yeah, she's 5'1 and like 110 pounds or something. I'm 5'5 and 128. So the comparison wasn't that bad. At almost a 20-pound disparity, you, you, you are yeah. nearly 20% bigger than her. Yeah. I'm, I am. You know? I don't know, man. I didn't mean to call you obese, but the comparison was fitting. You're a little bit bigger than she is, and you're not big. Well, I'm muscular, too. Remember, I do a lot of muscle building, so muscle weighs more than fat. And I, My body type is more athletic. She's very petite. She's a little thing. Oh, my gosh. How funny is that? She looks so long and tall in her pictures. You would never think she's like... Angles work really well. But when we were kids, she would be the one that would start the fights. Like, she has a serious Napoleon complex. So, I mean, in elementary school, it would be like, oh, your sister's in a fight again. And I was like, ah, oh, why? You just have to go defend her? Yeah, and then talk to my mom about how the kid was bullying her. She cut some kid's hair and she just nice. knocked some, Yeah. She's she, a savage. You know, I like this. She's she was a very savage. savage. <laughs> she ever kick was, your ass before? No, you know, we never, Good. we've never fought, no. Good. I could probably kick her ass. I wouldn't doubt it. Remember, she's five foot nothing, a hundred nothing, unless she's got Taekwondo on the on the resume. I don't, I don't know how, how she gets past no, five five. I'm the only one that shadow boxes. Oh, she's in trouble then. She's got no chance against you. Five foot nothing, hundred nothing pounds. Dear God. A pipsqueak, bro. The pipsqueak. <laughs> Yeah, but she swears she's like 12 feet tall. Well, you we... said she's got a Napoleonic complex. So the first thing I'm going to do is never say something like this around her. She'll get pissed off. Might want to come kick my ass or something. Yeah. I'll tell her, jump, jump. Says <laughs> 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 so the short thing guy. Tell her, if you ever have kids, I, I, I feel bad. I might have to flick them from how little they are. Oh, my God. This is a poor thing. 
Oh, gosh. And then David has to deal with her, too, because I get a feeling at five foot nothing, 100 nothing, but she's probably vegan-y, too, like you. Right? Like, I don't see her chowing yeah, down we, pizza we go, and burgers. We go into health things. Ugh. She likes the steaks. Her and David are more compatriots when it comes to that. Uh, so they like to, you know, do this against me. But, you know, Natalie Natalie likes her her, her steak and potatoes. So she can eat unhealthy and still do five foot nothing, 100 nothing. Remember, she we we both run, do cardio, yoga. Like our our yeah. way of life is a lot of. I know she does a lot of exercise. She told me that that, but she but she does it and eats like a champ. Well, that's why we exercise so that we can eat whatever we want. Yeah, but you don't eat whatever you want. You eat kale. You eat quinoa. Who said I don't want to eat blue green algae? Whatever I want. Yeah, but you eat the stuff that's really good for you. When do you eat something that's bad for you? I've never seen you eat something that's bad for you. Oh. Oh, never. Happened. Yeah, I didn't it even happened. see you eat the purple donuts when you came in here. That never happened. I've eaten the purple donuts. I didn't see Mary. you eat a purple donut. Not in front of you, of but I did. Of course not. Oh, I gotta keep the dignity of. I know. I got it. I got it. Because if not, I'm gonna make no, fun of you. I can throw down. She s- she sends me a picture of shrimp and he, uh, like camarón uh, and chilado, and I go, oh, I'm posting this. I'm calling. Don't do it. I can't even call her out on stuff. The camarón enchilado is not bad. I mean, uh-huh. it's really just spices and shrimp. I could see, bad. I could see, I could honestly see your vegan friends going. No, I don't have vegan friends. Yeah, you I'm do. The you have like a vegan society that does all that. Crap. No, I don't do the vegan side. No? Those people are little. Doo-doo. Yeah, they are. I'm telling you, my little. niece, my niece had an issue with this. She started trying to go vegan, and then she's a Hispanic girl. At the end of the day, she's she's five foot nothing, a hundred nothing, just like your sister. And she's always working out, always. I lost 12 ounces because, like, I don't know what the hell it is that Abby needs to lose as far as weight is concerned. Abby's in amazing shape. Um, and and Abigail, once in a while, would dabble in something. And she started getting bullied by these yeah, people. Yeah, like, leave me alone. Goes, oh, I want to fight no. with She put a post up and listen, I put a big steak. She goes, I, <laughs> I eat whatever I want. Leave me alone. Unfollow me if you don't like it. What I do is I practice the veganism as best as I can during the week. And then on the weekends, I, you know, relajo con orden. But I'll have my sushi. I'll have pizza. I'll have pan con bite, pan con lechon. Like, I'm okay with that. I'm a true Cuban-American. I can't deny my food. (laughs) Come back from break on the other side. We'll keep it continue right here on Good Morning Amigos, Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Still here, Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, putting it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's not. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Final segment of the program here on Good Morning Amigo. It's that time, talking baseball with Jacob Rudner. We had him on earlier this week, but it's baseball playoffs, so he plays double duty. What's up, Jacob? How you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Hopefully the Marlins can get a first pitch in at 2 o'clock. By 5 o'clock, be in the National League's Final Four. That's what I'm hoping for. A lot of good stuff in baseball the last couple of days. Uh, We saw the Padres slug their way into the next round. That was kind of fun. Um, how do you like it so far? I know it's only been a couple of days since we talked, but what, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm enjoying it, and I think it's exactly kind of what you and I had talked about on Wednesday in that it's, it's quick, but it's exciting because it's quick, and the, the, 
speed of everything and the pressure of everything for these teams has kind of quickly jumped us into that playoff atmosphere where everybody has to fight for their lives right away and there's an excitement to that. And and so, you know, I appreciate that. I also think that the uh, the, the lack of upsets to the point where I'm upset about it, I think, was another topic that you and I had, had talked about a couple times. And I'm, I think, to me, the teams that are advancing are the teams that should be advancing. I think the Astros got... Uh, a little bit lucky there, though one can make the argument that the Twins have never done anything really well for themselves in the playoffs in quite a long time. I believe it's now 16 straight playoff losses for the Minnesota Twins. It's so 18, It's 18, you know, actually, now with the two losses uh, in well, the series, yeah. And, and, and so, you know, there you go. And, and so you make the argument that the Astros are a little bit lucky, but at the same time, the Twins have done nothing in, in quite some time in the playoffs, so... You know, I think that we're seeing the right teams move on, and so I think it's working out. I think it's quick. I think it's exciting. I um, I loved how Kershaw threw into the eighth inning yesterday. You think Roberts has finally learned his lesson? Oh yeah, I think. That. <laughs> <laughs> what what gave it away? I don't know. Kershaw going eight innings. <laughs> Might have given yeah. it away a little bit. He looked excellent, though, and he and did. I think that that was that was one of those things where I don't know what manager in their right mind is is not going to let that guy go eight innings when he's pitching the way he pitched last night. I mean, thirteen strikeouts, three hits, no runs, eight innings pitched. Just you're not going to take that guy out too soon. And then you know, honestly, here's here's the question, and 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 this is these are texts I was receiving last night. Was should he have stayed in for the ninth inning? And I truthfully think the answer is no. But you could make a case that he should have been allowed to go back out there. If I remember correctly, he was at 93 pitches in what would have been going into the ninth inning, so 93 pitches total last night. He could have done it. That's pretty remarkable. He he struck out 13, Jacob, and he only had 93 pitches. That means he was on fire. Oh, he was was excellent. The question is, though, in a playoff format where you and I both know that your arm matters, his arm matters, even if he struggled in the past, and to keep him fresh is extremely important. So... Do you trot him back out there for the ninth? I personally say no, but I do have a lot of people who were texting me last night saying, oh, absolutely, this should have been his ninth inning. Let him go for the complete game. I personally disagree. I think you give it to the, to the young budding closer with your team still hot, Bruce Dark Gratterall. They brought him out there for an inning pitch, and I like the move. But there are people who said, let him go for the whole thing. Where, where, where are you on that one? I would have let him go. I love the shutout. I love the complete game. I'm an old schooler, so I, I thought plus three nothing, right? Like it's not like it was an insurmountable lead. I would have let him in and right. if, you know give him a short leash. So do you think the fact that the crowd wasn't in the game kind of helped with his emotions of helping him get through deeper into a game without any like mental bleeps? See, I I would say that I think it could. The, the problem for me though is that I've never seen Kershaw as the kind of guy that's influenced too much one way or the other by external forces. This guy seems like a laser-focused, get into the game and kind of just dominate or not dominate. It's, it's all on him. I've never seen Kershaw really to be a very easily influenced guy. I don't know that the, the outside forces really matter to Kershaw. He's the kind of guy with the, with the schedule that prepares him for every single game, and it's, very, it's a regimen. It's exactly the same every single time. And I, I don't know. I think it's a good question, though. It would be interesting to really try and get into his mind, but it's, it's there's another tough thing to do. He doesn't really describe these sorts of things. So, yeah, it's a good question. Uh, were you surprised that the White Sox didn't get past the A's? A little bit. I mean, they, they were my pick to win that series. Uh, I, I think that the A's didn't get enough credit from me, and I'm willing to admit it, 
when I assessed that series, and the reason for that is because that offense is good and that bullpen's really good. And I think that it's not a surprise to see the A's advancing. They're two seed for a reason. They won their division for a reason. Uh, you know, I did think the White Sox were the better team, though, and I think that the White Sox were, were in a good spot. Injuries hurt them. Injuries hurt them for sure. Uh, I think that that was a series where if the White Sox are at full strength, maybe it's closer, maybe it's three games instead of two. Uh, I think that if I were to be surprised about one thing, it's the, the brevity of that series. I didn't see the White Sox getting swept out in two games. I think that that was unfortunate. But I do think that that was a, you know, the, the better team won there, obviously. It took them two games. It was a good team. I think the A's are going to be able to make a run here, especially with their next opponent. Uh, you know, I think that it's, a surprise is a strong word. I think that I'm disappointed to see that the White Sox didn't make more of a push. Before I let you go, because this is one of the short ones. So, you know, we get started again on Monday with some baseball, and obviously we'll get games today, and there may be a game or two tomorrow. There may be a game tomorrow if the Marlins blow it today, right? Is that is that how this well, is? Well, when the Cubs win today, then there will be a game tomorrow. There go again to this guy. Unbelievable. Um, I forgot about Frank and the Cubs. What's the status with Clevelander, I think he's out for the playoffs. Is that correct? Uh, out for the playoffs? I don't. I don't believe he's out for the playoffs. I think it's a series by series thing. Uh, for sure, out for this round, and that we have seen the effects of that in a big way. They also are without uh, Denilson Lamette, who has been excellent this year for this series, and he could be back for the next one. My big thing to watch is if those two guys can come back, or one of them even. Where does that vault the Padres should they survive this first round? I did not pick them to when you and I went over predictions on Wednesday, so I don't, I don't necessarily think it's going to be a concern. Uh, I think that they're going to be eliminated. However, that being said, uh, if they can get one of those two guys back, they become a different team. Part of the reason I predicted them to lose in the first round because they didn't have Clevenger or Lamette, and if Clevenger can come back, that's a huge deal for them because we are well aware of what their offense can do, and they demonstrated that emphatically last night. Uh, the, the question is, is what can they do at full-strength pitching in this playoff series? And, oh, by the way, whoever does win that series, they go up against the mighty Dodgers. So the question is, is oh, if the Padres advance and they have their pitchers, do they have a fighting chance against the Dodgers? I would actually say yes. If they don't have their pitchers, I think it's going to be an ugly series. Did you see my picture of my new T-shirt? I did see your picture of your new T-shirt, and I liked it. I liked it on Instagram. I saw that. Very nice, right, Jacob? It looks really good. The pouty face. I think I matched the pouty face well in my picture on my story at Larry the Amigo. I thought it was that it was excellently done. Um, so do you like when I do these varietal shirts? Like, I'm thinking of doing a series of these. Um, one of the ones I'd like to do is when the A's and the Dodgers had a fight. I mean, not the A's and the Dodgers, the A's and the Astros had a fight. Do you remember that? Yeah, when Ramon Laureano charged the bench. You're going to make a whole series of these. I want to make a shirt of Laureano running after the coach as the coach was hiding behind players. That's the next one. I'm going to find the picture. I'm going to have her do a shirt of that. I really don't like the Astros. Is it really the Astros against the world? Does everyone in baseball rooting against them? All of a sudden, collectively, is Major League Baseball an Oakland Athletics fan? Is, is that... Is that the case right now, in your opinion? Uh, it, it certainly feels that way, and if it's not that way, I'd be surprised. It, it's, it's interesting to me that the Astros seemingly want to make the situation worse for themselves 
as, as at every opportunity that they can. If they have a chance to do it, they do. And what I mean by that is, I don't know if you, you saw it, but Carlos Correa had his post-game press conference after they beat the Twins in two games, and he basically says, look at us now. Like, what are you going to say about us yeah, now? We're a 500 team. You're a 500 team, right. and your stars are all hitting 40 to 50 points less than you did three years ago when you were cheating like a bunch of pigs. Don't get me started with them. <laughs> and, 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 and that is kind of what I'm trying to say. Is that, you know, you can't, you can't be the guy that cheats and then goes out and says, oh, but we, we should be washed of that. Look, we've proven ourselves. Yeah. You haven't. You have not. You are, you are a 590 uh, 490, excuse me, win percentage team. I, no, you haven't proven anything. And then to go out and, and talk the big game like that after beating a team that hasn't won a playoff game in 18 straight games, uh, that, uh, I don't know. That's a, that's a bold move. Got to let you go, man. I'm going to get in trouble. We're up against the top of the hour. Go baseball. Should be uh, cool to see today's games, and hopefully there's no baseball tomorrow, and then we can talk again next week. We'll do a double shot next week, Jacob. Uh, yes, sir. Same, oh. as, uh, same as this week. Have a good weekend, my friend. See ya. You too. Looking at my Gucci. It's about that time. It's weekend time, ladies and germs. Love it. Loving every minute of it. So what's coming up next? Is Kang Gang? Kang Gang. Those guys got it good. And then after that, it's the boys. It's going to be a great show. They're going to be talking about how we slobber knocked FSU. Uh, should be fun to hear these guys. All right, folks, I hope you have a very good weekend. I hope you enjoy the sports. Remember, I haven't talked much about the Heat. I sort of did, but I'm going to close it out with, hey, Laker fans, you got LeBron now, so I hope you're having fun. Just do me a favor. <laughs> Make sure you win. Make sure you win because if you lose, you know what ends up happening. I've seen him do it before, Laker fans. He leaves the arena angry, pouty, and shirtless. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.